Well, what's happening, you're either getting undigested food particles that are entering that haven't been broken down properly either by chewing or not enough enzymes present or not enough hydrochloric acid present inside the body. That, that's getting into the intestinal tract and your body isn't able to break that down. So you have enzymes that start the first process, then you have hydrochloric acid, and then you have what's called probiotics, which finish off the process, the finishers inside your, uh, inside your intestinal tract. So if you have a, a disproportionate amount of good bacteria inside your body or bad bacteria, so the rule is 10-80-10, 10% good, 10% bad, 80% opportunists. Let's say that ratio is off for you because of exposure to antibiotics, uh, poor diet, a lot of stress in your life. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in to check out another episode. And if you're brand new, we got a real treat for you as well. Now, today we're talking to Wade Lightheart, who, oh boy, I don't even know where to start. He's an author, athlete, nutrition, an expert on fixing digestion, which is why we're talking about (laughs) probiotics and digestive enzymes. He has his own show podcast called Awesome Health Podcast. He's a three-time all-natural national bodybuilding champion. He's also written a number of books. There's so much that Wade has going on. I think that gives you a brief introduction as to what he has going on. He's also going to tell you about himself as usual once we get into the show. So I wanted to share that with you before we get into it. And just to let you know that this is a great show around digestion. I'm a huge believer in gut health and how it can improve your overall health. So Wade has so many tips and takeaways and experience, which is why he's designed his own probiotics and digestive enzymes as well. And he's going to get into all kinds of tips on how you can improve your health through gut health. Stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Wade Lightheart in the introduction. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Wade. Hey, great to be here. Oh, super excited to have you on. you got so much going on, Wade. I can't wait to jump in with two feet. Um, yeah, so just, I just wanted to say thank you for being here and thank you for taking the time to share some of your tips and expertise with our audience here. Uh, it's my pleasure. I love doing, uh, I love doing this, and uh, I think people are going to walk away with some actionable items today that's going to make a difference in their life. Absolutely. Wade, let's talk. I know you're an author, athlete, nutritionist. We're going to get into digestion here, one of my favorite topics. Why don't you give our audience a chance to resonate with you a bit, tell them who you are, where you came from, and what you're doing now. So I'll try to make a long story real short. But basically, uh, you know, I grew up in uh, rural Canada on the east coast of New Brunswick, and uh, life was pretty normal till about 15 years old. And what happened is uh, my parents moved to a very rural place. It was five miles to my nearest neighbor. They were caretakers of a beautiful resort, but that was kind of shocking. I had no uh, kind of removed me from my friends, and at the same time. My older sister was diagnosed with Hodgkin's disease, which is a form of cancer of the lymph nodes. And over the next four years, I watched her go through the medical model and, and eventually die. And it was a very influential piece because 
um, I started to realize that, you know, health isn't a guarantee and that you need to take care of this. And concordant to that, she had given me a bodybuilding magazine. And I thought, oh, well, maybe if I get myself stronger and build up my body, that will help me avoid from being sick. And long story short, I went off and uh, after that went off and studied exercise physiology at the University of New Brunswick. And then from there, I started moving into mentorship programs under uh, various coaches and medical doctors and advocates and culminated with one of my coaches who was, his name is Scott Abel, helped me eventually uh, win the national bodybuilding title of Canada, Mr. Canada, and then travel on to the Mr. Universe and represent my country. Now, what happened, and this is an interesting point, so this was going way back to 2003. After the Mr. Universe contest, I gained 42 pounds of fat and water in just 11 weeks. I literally went from Mr. Universe to Mr. Marshmallow, and I was like, <laughs> how? how is this possible? I've got the best coaching. I've got Spartan discipline. I'm following all the dietary recommendations. I'm doing the exercise program, I'm doing everything that I want. I thought I was doing everything I needed to do. But obviously, I was missing something. And the good news was I did meet a doctor who was dealing with all these advanced cases of illnesses and disease and uncurable conditions, and he was having extraordinary results for them. And so I met him, and I said, you know, doctor, what what do I need to do here? He goes, listen, Wade, you've learned to build the body from the outside in, but you haven't learned how to build the body from the inside out. And I said, well, what do I need to do? And he put me on a uh, high dosages of enzymes and probiotics. He said, your digestive system is all whacked out and that's why you're having these problems. And if you continue down this, it's going to lead into some sort of sickness and disease. And what I found out later is that digestive uh, problems are the fifth leading cause of death. And I was like, whoa. So anyways, so I followed his regimen. I went through a very intensive process for about six months, rebuilt my body, got back my strength, started teaching people around the world. And uh, within four years, I tested this model out over uh, approximately 15,000 clients, give or take a few thousand uh, clients around the world who were purchasing my courses and following my systems. And I got a lot of uh, clinical research data about the effectiveness of getting your digestive system in order. And from that, I started teaching the Awesome Health System, which is a system of application of how one approaches health and vitality. Ultimately, uh, developed a company that works on solving digestive issues. So we, we fix digestion. And, and this is in a very important part that is very seldom addressed when it comes to dietary recommendations, uh, exercise recommendations, people just assume that their digestion is okay or that it's not okay or that they, there's nothing they can really do about it and that's not the case. And in fact, it's probably the important, most important piece in whether you're going to be successful in the long term with whatever dietary pro program you're following. What's the biggest issue with that you find with digestion? Well, you know, first let's talk about what people experience in symptoms. If you're experiencing acid reflux, bloating, gas, you notice that your pants don't fit after certain meals, uh, you notice that you might hold an unusual amount of water retention, you may have periods where you're constipated, can't go to the bathroom regularly, uh, and then of course it gets beyond that when you get into the more serious medical conditions, you know, which are diagnosed by doctors and when you're getting prescription treatments and things like that. But those are the initial things that people will have, you know, gas, bloating, and acid reflux and constipation. Those are the, the, the big ones. What's interesting is about 85% of the population goes without reporting it. So what's the issue is that people have not recognized that a lot of the food that we're eating today has never been eat, uh, eaten 
prior to the last anywhere from five to 50 years. So up until this point, we basically ate everything that was either grown or, you know, we hunted or we farmed. Nowadays, we have the emergence of all of these different processed foods with assorted chemicals, additives, preservatives, you know, processed sugars, processed wheats, processed flour, all this sort of stuff. And our digestive systems are not really designed to manage these these foods. And depending on the person and depending on their unique genetics and what their background is and how much of this they're exposed to, their microbiome and stuff, they're going to end up into complications and starts off with these little symptoms. And really what leads to is undigested food in your body, and there's lots of it in most people, uh, now leads to feed bad bacteria, which causes a bunch of toxins and things like that. So the biggest problem is people will feel a symptom, but that symptom is going to lead to something else. And it also can compromise everything from your hormone function, your ability to uh, lose weight, um, also mental clarity. It can contribute to depression and all of these uh, sickness and health that starts in the gut. So when we talk about these symptoms, what are causing them? These new types of food, these foods that when we talk, when we, we when you mentioned the acid reflex, constipation, bloating, that comes from these foods that our body just simply isn't prepared to handle. Yes, partly, and partly is the body's response to maybe those foods. So let me break it down because they're different uh, situations in each case. So let's say someone's suffering from acid reflux. Well. What most people aren't aware of is that acid reflux is caused not from an overproduction of acid, but from an underproduction of acid. So we need a thing called hydrochloric acid that is produced about 30 minutes after you, 30 to 60 minutes after you consume food. And, and this hydrochloric acid comes into the, when the food drops into the lower part of the uh, stomach. And it starts changing the pH. Number one, it disinfects the food from bacteria. Or, or pathogens or things that you don't want inside your body. Number two, it also helps to break down key amino acids or cleave the proteins into uh, smaller amino acids that begin the digestive process. If you don't have enough stomach acid, what happens, the stomach acid reaches a certain point, there's a little flap on the top of your esophagus that closes. And if there's not enough, it stays open and some of this acid is gonna splash up while you're digesting and you get that acid reflux and you get that burning. Now. Let's go to another situation. Let's say you're experiencing bloating. Well, what's happening, you're either getting undigested food particles that are entering, that haven't been broken down properly, either by chewing or not enough enzymes present or not enough hydrochloric acid present inside the body. That, that's getting into the intestinal tract and your body isn't able to break that down. So you have enzymes that start the first process, then you have hydrochloric acid, and then you have what's called probiotics, which finish off the process, the finishers inside your, uh, inside your intestinal tract. So if you have a, a disproportionate amount of good bacteria inside your body or bad bacteria, so the rule is 10-80-10, 10% good, 10% bad, 80% opportunists, let's say that ratio is off for you because of exposure to antibiotics, uh, poor diet, a lot of stress in your life, what will happen is you'll have difficulty digesting certain foods. And now we see all of these things out there like the gluten-free diet or, you know, we've got to have a sugar-free diet or we've got to have a, a dairy-free diet. And that's because those particular people lack the specific enzymes to break down that food or they don't have the proper probiotics inside their intestinal tract that will allow them to utilize or assimilate that food. Final piece, and I'm going on a lot of things here. Final piece is if you're experiencing constipation, 
that can be caused from a number of things. Number one, it could be that you're not having strong peristaltic contractions inside the intestinal tract. That's usually attributed to sitting a lot. And in today's world, we sit a lot and we don't move enough. And, you know, a lot of people are sitting at desks or sitting in their chairs half of the day. And that's not how humans are necessarily designed. And what happens is we weaken the uh, intestinal muscular area that causes these contractions to move stuff out of the body. Concordantly, again, if you have an imbalance of good and bad bacteria uh, favoring the bad side inside your intestinal tract, again, uh, oftentimes this will cause constipation and an inability to go to the bathroom. So those are some of the associated reasons why people get these early on symptoms. And, and if left untreated or if just tr treated with like, uh, you know, prescription drugs, people have to realize that that doesn't ultimately solve the underlying issue. And if you don't solve the underlying issue, it leads to problems down the road. You know, it's kind of funny, like going back to food, for example, like food that we used to hunt or grow ourselves or, or farm. And then now we live in an age where we sit all the time. It seems like we're like all these new issues are coming up that we haven't had in the past or as much because of the way we live, because of our lifestyles. You know, a, a lot of my good friends are medical doctors, and I think we've made extraordinary breakthroughs in the area of medicine or treating people after they've got a sickness, after they've got a disease, after they've got a heart attack, after they need some sort of surgery or interactive stuff. What we haven't done, we've kind of gone backwards over the last you know, 50, 60 years, is actually in a preventative side to recognize that in order for people to live a healthy life, number one, they got to make sure they get lots of oxygen in the body. Number two, they got to get hydrated with water, not with all these other liquids that people are consuming. And number three, they've got to exercise. They've got to move. And we've gone really far backwards, I think, in those three areas. And if people don't sort that out, um, they're just asking for, for trouble. It seems like we have to find – we almost have to find that trouble before we're like, oh, I got to do something with my life. You know, Unfortunately, we don't think of prevention first. We think of treatment, but then we have to worry about all this treatment and when we could have been avoided – from the get-go, we wouldn't have to deal with all that. And I think that's, you know, product of our, our, our lives and how busy they are and, you know, how distracted we've become, um, you know, with television, with internet, with uh, radio, with all these different formats, which are wonderful and beautiful and excellent to communicate. There's so many of us that are just sitting in front of the boob tube, sitting in front of the computers and not moving. And one of the reasons I love podcasts, for example, is that, People can actually be moving and listening to them. So you're taking that time that you're exercising and you're still keeping up to pace uh, with what's happening in the world. Sometimes the show once a week or even twice a week just isn't enough. So if you want more content, if you want to know more about what we're doing at True Form Life, you can find us on Facebook. We're on there posting at least twice a day in the morning and the evening. That's at facebook.com slash trueformlife. We're on Instagram. That's kind of my favorite platform. I like to post my food pictures and some of the activities that I do, maybe hiking or whatever that may be. And that's just at Drew Tadia on Instagram and then Twitter as well. That's at trueformlife. So we're highly active we'd love to connect with you so find us on your social media platform and let us know how you're enjoying our show so if someone has these digestive issues right now if someone's 
dealing with bloating, gas, acid reflux, what's something that we can do today? What, what are these actionable steps that we talked about to make a difference in our health? First step almost across the board is make sure you're consuming enough water. Probably 95% of the listeners that are listening to this say, do not consume enough water. And if you're having trouble consuming water, it's probably because the water you're trying to consume is not that great. Number two, you got to track what you're eating. Track what you're eating for a week and start seeing the patterns of the foods that are causing you problems and stop eating them. <laughs> it's just really that simple. Uh, and then from there, I think you want to start looking at, uh, okay, um, sometimes I want to not just follow my diet or sometimes I just really want to optimize digestion because even though I've eliminated those things, I still maybe not losing the weight or I still don't feel like my old self or, you know, my pants aren't fitting right or I'm not feeling the same way or my skin's not shiny and bright like I'd like it to be, whatever it happens to be. Then you've got to start taking what I say, uh, more aggressive action. And for me, what I have found over the thousands and thousands of clients that we've dealt with around the world is that is when they start introducing uh, high quality digestive enzymes and high-quality probiotics inside their system, that's usually when things start to turn around in a big way. And is there some that you'd recommend? If you look at your body, um, one of the things, and this is one of, the, uh, this is one of my pet peeves out there, and that is uh, if you go into a health food store today, you're going to see all kinds of enzymes and all kinds of probiotics because the research has demonstrated the effectiveness of both of those in helping people overcome the symptoms of digestive stress. But the problem is, is that most people don't know how to accurately assess the quality of an enzyme or a probiotic formulation. They just hear that, oh, I should take these enzymes or I should take these probiotics. And the reality is, is what happens, they go to the store, they look at, you know, price being an important point, they look at whichever price they have, on the shelf and they go, you know what? Uh, I'm going to take these ones. These look like they look pretty good. It's a nice looking bottle. And, you know, the person, that, the thing told me it's great. And they go home, they try it. Nothing happens. And they say, you know what? Those enzymes don't work or those probiotics don't work. And they write off the whole industry. And that's my big pet peeve because most of the products out there are built for profit margins. They're not built to actually what I call a, a pharmaceutical grade type product, which serves digestive needs. So what are the things that people are looking for uh, to reiterate your question? Number one, you're looking for an enzyme that has high in what's an enzyme called protease. There's three big ones, three big enzymes that you want to have your formulation having. Number one, you want to have lots of protease. That's the enzyme that breaks down protein. Number two, you want to make sure it has lots of amylase because that's what breaks down carbohydrates and sugars. And number three, you want to have lipase. That's what breaks down fats. And if you're deficient in any one of those enzymes, that's going to predispose uh, you to certain dietary patterns. So, for example, if you have trouble with carbohydrates that throw you out, sugars and stuff like that, chances are you're low on amylase. If you're noticing that you're having a lot of skin conditions or hormone-related problems, chances are you're a little bit low on lipase. And if you're having a lot of bloating, gas, and brain fog or constipation, chances are you're having – or depression, chances are 
you're having challenges with protease digestion. And so I recommend, and what I've suggested for most people, is to find something with a combination of all three. You can get them with also some other boosters like that'll have lactase and beta-galactase and all these other kind of cursory enzymes that work. But those are the big three. And you want to make sure that they're in a high enough dosage. And I like protease units that are upwards of 70 to 100,000 huts, what's called a units. And that's how much protein it breaks down. Because as North Americans... We have way too much protein in our diets and we're kind of bought into this mentality that we've got to have more protein or where are you going to get your protein? And my question to people is, how are you getting the amino acids out of the protein that you're eating? And that's the big issue. So from an enzyme perspective, it's that on a, pro, uh, on a probiotic level, I would say that people need to have a aggressive strain. I prefer single strains over multi-strains, and that's kind of a, a, a turnaround for most people. And why that is is because you have about 500 strains of bacteria uh, inside your intestinal tract at any given time. That's the average. What happens when you take a multi-strain one is sometimes those bacteria are competing for the train, and sometimes it may be interrupting that 10-80-10 balance that we talked about earlier. And, for example, you might take a probiotic that's really wonderful for you, Drew. And I might take that same probiotic, but I have too much of it inside my system and it throws off another bacteria that now gets squeezed out. And so with single uh, probiotic strains, what that allows you to do is to do an experiment. You go 30 days, try that one. That solves the problem. You move on. You continue on with it. If you go 60 days or in you know, the second 60 days, you try a different one and another one, you try another one. And what you'll find is that there's certain probiotics that are going to really, really suit you. And you want to have something in all those cases. I prefer uh, freeze dried ones that become activated when inside the body because I found it's very difficult for the ones that are stored in the fridge to actually maintain the bacteria count that they had, what they said on the label. So we're looking for a brand that needs to be stored in the freezer? Um, no, what I would call freeze-dried, so encapsulated caps. The great ones are stabilized at room temperature so that you can sit in your room temperature, but they'll be kind of dormant. They're usually held on a, maybe a rice brand medium or something like that. You want to stay away from things that have uh, magnesium stearate or silicone dioxide or those kind of chemical agents as stabilizers. Just something with a real whole food like rice bran. Rice bran won't cause uh, problems for people that have challenge with gluten. It's it's usually fermented and hypoallergenic, and that's just a, a tiny bit of feed to keep the bacteria going. But when you break open that capsule and it enters into your uh, body – the, the heat and the moisture now activates that culture and it starts to to grow inside your body and you need this. This is a positive thing. In fact, there's 10 times the amount of bacteria in your body than there are cells in your body. We talked about how much protease, so we have 70 to 100,000 huts. What do, what do you recommend for amylase and lipase? Well, those are brought down in, in different international units. So what happens, it can be kind of it can be kind of complicated to kind of break down all the stuff. But I would look at let's just use percentages and you can ask your store clerk and you would say, I would want probably 15 to 30 percent amylase and say 20 percent lipase and then 50 percent protease. Something along that mix is going to be and give or take a little bit on each side. Well, uh, before we kind of wrap things up here, things times times flying by here, I just wanted to bring up the protein that you were talking about and how we live in this 
we live in this world or society of how you need protein. And especially that comes a, that comes a lot with those that are active, those that are athletes, and they think that they need tons of protein to build muscle or to be healthy or just to be an athlete in general. So I was, I was, uh, I'd like to hear your perspective on that. Well, great. Uh, I think this is a great topic because, um, it's, it's one that's out there and propagated everywhere. And I bought into it. And I, I can tell you that the negative downside effects that when I got to the universe at 2003, consuming 250 to 300 grams protein a day, which was what most uh, strength training athletes or high performance athletes, or even people who are just trying to get lean. And the, the benefit of protein consumption is that it is stabilizing on your hunger and you tend to eat less when you eat it. The challenge is over the long term, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, this undigested protein leads into a whole variety of problems, anything from arthritis to de depression to the feeding of bacteria, which contribute to a host of diseases, constipation, all sorts of um, gout, uric acid issues, acidic type conditions inside the body that contribute to other factors. The long-term consumption of protein has never been shown to be positive for the body. And so I always say those are performance-based diets. And sooner or later, uh, people are going to get to where I discovered in my early 30s because I just got there twice as fast as most people is that I had a problem digesting my protein, as do most people. It's not what you consume. It's what you can absorb and utilize. And what I did is I recovered from that process by using an enzyme formulation. And then ultimately, uh, I developed my own because I, I wanted to optimize this. And I, I got the feedback from the thousands and thousands of clients that we used and what worked for them. And ultimately, what people have to understand is your body's ability, if you can think of when you were young, you could go to the restaurant, eat some pizza and or burgers and fries, and that night you're out having uh, you know popcorn and Coca-Colas at the movies, and then you you stopped off for a late night snap, and then you got up in the morning and you had like Fruit Loops and some eggs or some toast and peanut butter, like, and you could just digest anything. And then all of a sudden you get to 40 or 45 years old, and you're like, man, I ca I can't eat that. I eat that feel. I feel bloated. My pants are blown up. I I look terrible in my outfit. How does that happen? Well, what's happening? There's been a cumulative effect of undigested food building up into your system, protein being the most dominant one. It creates a substance called mucoid plaque that builds up. It's pretty disgusting when you do a cleanse and see what this stuff looks like old rubber tires that you see on the highway, you know, where those tractor trailers spin off a tire or whatever. Um, that's what it looks like. And this is inside your body and it's feeding the bad guys. What I share with people is do a course of enzymes and probiotics for 90 days and drink at least four liters of water every single day. A quart when you get up, or a liter in the morning when you get up, a liter before you lunch, a liter before dinner, and one liter in the evening. Combine it with a dose of enzymes and probiotics um, before your meals, probiotics before you go to bed. And believe me, most people will say, you know what? That alone will let me drop about 10 pounds. And it's just mostly just sludge inside the system. So you feel great, you're not bloated, you, you can fit in your favorite clothes again. But ultimately what that does is starts to recondition your immune system and recondition your digestive system so that when you do go off your eating program, you don't suffer the side effects because you have the uh, metabolic resources inside your body to break down that food into utilizable units that your body can fuel your system. Fantastic. Yeah, I think that's such great information, especially coming from athletes. I dealt with the same thing myself of I was this giant mass of muscle in my athletic days and I realized that I became a better athlete 
when I started to pay attention to the quality types of foods and proteins I put in my body instead of the, it's always quantity, it's always quality over quantity, right? So uh, that made a big difference for me as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and just to, as a testament to that, most people say, well, wait, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm lifting hard or whatever. I competed at the world championships in 1980, or excuse me, 2007 after I discovered these principles on just 85 grams of protein a day, which is about anywhere from a minimum of a half to sometimes uh, four times lower amounts of protein than my competitors were doing. Uh, wait, tell us about yourself here. We're going to wrap it up here. I know you have your own show. You have some books out. I know you're doing all kinds of stuff. Tell us, uh, our listeners, where they can find more details about you and what you have going on. Basically, if you want to reach out to me, um, you can reach me through Bioptimizers. And I have a what's called the Awesome Health Course. And basically, it's a, a free course that I provide for everybody where they can actually get started and learn all of the things that I've been able to learn from my mentors for, you know, the last 30 plus years. And uh, to access it, they would just go to awesomehealthcourse.com slash Drew Tadia. And by that, that'll get access to this free course. It's all kinds of videos explaining in depth of these things. We go through digestion and explain the process for you, the types of water, uh, simple and easy exercise things, virtually everything you could possibly imagine. We talk about fermented foods and how you can optimize your things, your, the, the dietary stuff. It's an amazing course and it's a service out there so that people can uh, avoid having the challenges that, uh, you know, that, that I believe are preventable. Awesome. Thanks so much, Wade. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you for, for your time, your expertise, your experience. Uh, that was awesome. I'm looking forward to sharing this with our audience. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sticking around till the end. Appreciate Wade coming on and sharing his expertise with us. You can find more details as to what we have going on at trueformlife.com. We actually just launched a new seven-day plank challenge. Head over to trueformlife.com slash seven-day plank challenge to sign up. Absolutely free. All these past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com. And don't forget to download our app on any Apple device. Head over to the Apple Store. Take this show with you wherever you go so you never miss a show. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tag, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.